0: I tried to juggle too many plates myself, thinking that I could solve problems all myself. Uh, You end up making a lot of bad decisions in that way. And um, I would think that the people that you surround yourself need to be the best that they can be.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 8RC podcast show. I'm your host, Shah. Welcome. As always, I have the Santa Claus of the business world with me. ARC CEO is here, Mr. Steve Balmoores, how are you? I'm very well. And how are you, Shah? I'm good. I saw the Coca-Cola advert for Christmas. So that's why I said Santa Claus. So it's officially Christmas now. The advert came on. It's it, Christmas is it.
2: That is crazy, because you know what I always say? Until the advert comes on, Christmas hasn't started. So Christmas really landed. It just, landed. But can I just say one thing? Listeners out there, I'm very disappointed with the John Lewis Christmas advert. Yeah. I'm not feeling it. I really not.
1: The hashtag is Elton John Lewis, isn't it? Something like that, it's something ridiculous like that I wasn't, I'm i not a fan, I'm not a fan But much love to John Lewis for still putting out bangers uh, We are continuing our On The Road show And today we have friend of the show, friend of the family Mr Ryan Nesbitt is here, how are you sir? Good, good to be here sir sure how privileged do you feel to be on not joking <laughs> so privileged <laughs> Ryan you are the marketing man superman of the marketing world you get a title too because you're a guest um i've always had a funny relationship with people who say that they're in marketing because over the last few years everybody seems to be in marketing but you really do your thing man you really you really are in marketing and you've, you've had an incredible success story. Um, tell us, for the few people who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: So, um, I guess in essence, in simple terms, I'm a marketing consultant, I suppose you'd say. And um, the kind of work that I do varies greatly from crikey branding projects to web developments uh, to Uh, in the customer terms taking the horse to water and making them drink and um, (laughs) and uh, that that's that's it but how you know everything from how brands tell their stories to you know really the communication of it so pretty multifaceted really I suppose Um, but it's certainly a passion that's for sure
1: you're slaying it everywhere is what you're trying to say trying to yeah (laughs) No, you absolutely are. Um, Steve, talk to me about marketing. What is
2: marketing now? Oh, God, that's a a, a very interesting question. I think it means a lot of different things to a lot of people. In essence, for me, it's really simple. It's about getting your brand out there, talking about that brand and telling stories in a way that engages an end user or customer or business to want to be with you. It's as simple as that, really.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely. I pretty much mirror that. It's. Uh, I think the storytelling part for me is a is a big part of it. It's about telling a meaningful story. People that that can people can align themselves with. Um, I'm fascinated by brands and and how they do that. Some do it very well. Some don't. But some of the best brands I've come across really aren't selling in the term in in the grand scheme of things. A really successful story, which I'm fond of at the moment, is a cycling brand called Raffa. Some, some will know of them, some, some won't. But they've just been bought out by uh, the heirs of Walmart for a couple hundred million. And they started off with a branding consultant in London who worked on some big brands for some big agencies in the city. And they spent their first couple of years doing no kind of promotion as such. They literally just built beautiful products, uh, brought fashion to the cycling industry rather than the garish gear that existed before. And all they would do is things like, uh, their, I think their first thing they ever did was a, um, uh, an art gallery, uh, evening where they didn't promote any of their products. They literally just showed beautiful imagery from the history of cycling and, um, uh, aligned themselves with that, but they didn't. They just had their brand around the place, but they didn't push any products. They just showed their understanding and their depth of knowledge in the in the in the cycling uh, in, in cycling history, and um, it gave them substance and gave them depth and gave them gave their, uh, their 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 customers or their future customers the understanding that they understood the sport and they were they were right at the heart of it. And uh, I think the second thing they did was they uh, went to cycling criteriums, which are like street races and stuff like that, and and other longer races. And they would just put their they they'd leave like a, a flyer on all the car windows. They just had their brand and uh, either a quote from cy- a quote from history in cycling, or like a cy- cycling bit of poetry or something along those lines. And then it would just have just have Seymour visit Rafa dot and it's just there's just no selling but what it did was it gave people th- this feeling about their brand that they were an, on a, playing in a different stratosphere and it just uh their loyalty in the sport uh people in, in cycling is unquestionable people absolutely love them because they take a completely different approach that's the kind of thing that excites me in
2: marketing it's 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 fascinating and you- you know what what really um sings out there as well, you know, in so many cases marketing less is best. And I think that's definitely um become more prevalent in, in recent years. That actually marketing sometimes is about the unsaid. Marketing sometimes is about the cleanness. Marketing sometimes is making people go away and thinking, What was that? And then the debate starts, conversation starts, and that's what marketing's really about. It's starting it's telling a story sharing a story, starting a conversation that the byproduct of that actually ends up um, the customers, you know, being more attached to it. But actually, it doesn't always start off as, oh, I want to sell you something. Sometimes it's like, let me tell you a story.
0: Well, that attachment is a big part of it. That's exactly it. It's it's, it's the same reason why you buy a car. You you Does that brand align itself with your your philosophy, the way you want to carry yourself, the way you want to appear to other people? And um, yeah, that w- when that is done properly, you don't just get one, You don't get a sale. You get a a fan, don't you? You get a you, you get someone that's that's in on the journey with you. And when you when you build a business around that, that's got longevity. And that's when you do that right, um, you're going to get success. But it's about selling, telling the right story, always.
1: Yeah, it's much more about selling a lifestyle than an actual product, and and that's hugely important. Like, it, It's likened to um, my earliest memory of a marketing strategy like that was Orange. Uh, some of you may be too young to remember Orange, but uh, Orange is mobile phone network. And for the longest time, they just had billboards in London with a black background and just an orange square on it, and that was it. Uh, and then they eventually came out with the tagline of "the future's bright, the future's orange." Mm. And then eventually, after that, they came out with the fact that they're a mobile network provider. And...
0: But it was intriguing from the start. That's 100%. the point. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
1: So uh, we should also mention that you are a keen cyclist, and I'm your a keen interest.
0: Cyclist. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's loads of brands that I that I follow. Just, I just think they're a great example. Absolutely beautifully done at every yeah. turn. And um, yeah, (laughs) I am. I say this because I'm
1: looking at your bike right now, and it looks phenomenal. And I know that if I tried to go on it, I would fall over immediately. You broke yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. More importantly, I'd break your bike as well for that. I (laughs) apologise in advance. Um, Steve, what's easier, marketing a product or a brand?
2: Very good question, Shah. I don't. I don't think any one is easier than the other. I think they're both complicated. And what I would say is, people sometimes buy. From people, not from brands, yeah, and I think if you start with that premise sometimes, the brand comes afterwards. so I would actually say that the product um gives people a reason, and I think further down the line as that product becomes more sort of um it grows up, then people start to talk about brand, but for me, I don't think anyone's easier than the other because um. I've seen some very poor product sell well because it's the right brand. And I've seen some brands that um, have not done particularly well. I think it balances itself out. But I would say the first important thing about marketing is the end user. Understand the end user. Try and put yourself in their position and try and build something for them first because they, that's what they want to buy. I think the the, the the branding comes after, in my opinion. I think sometimes we build this picture of branding, but actually, who is the customer? What is it that they want? Um, and yeah, that's how I look at it.
1: Um, Ryan, same question to you, as someone who has done marketing for for many companies and also you run your own business.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the branding side for me, I've got a real passion for I've got a slightly different angle. I'm, I'm uh, that that first impression for me is absolutely critical. I think you, I think the brand um, uh, has has a has a big importance. Albeit some companies, particularly a startup phase, can can put way too much on it. Um, but I think the branding side of, of of businesses is is critical, and it it, it can straight away uh, either appeal or turn people off. But um, uh, in terms of the,
1: was was the question, sorry, brand and pro, brand or product? Yeah. How very rude. That, <laughs> it was a fantastic question. Steve said it was a fantastic question. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> brand or product. Brand or product, yeah.
0: I mean, for, for me, they kind of quite intertwined. The, the, the product has to reflect the brand. So if you have a beautiful logo, let's say you do, I don't know, let's say you do, Kitchenware. Let's say you do clothing, whatever. If you have a beautiful, beautiful brand, but the thing falls apart in a couple of weeks, then that that kills the brand, right. and vice versa. So there's there's equal. You know that, that you have to. If you're going to be working in a budget space, then maybe brand potentially. If you can put a really good brand on a budget product, that can often elevate it. But I think you have to be very careful to to, to put equal. Um, wait on on both yeah. um because one can pull down the other quite quickly um i've seen many brands that have stunning photography stunning brand and you get their product and it's dead and once you've done that to a customer you're going to be very hard pressed to win them back yeah
1: no going back i mean we were in an era of you know you scroll through social media and you'll see people selling you know products from companies that you've never heard of super cheap and you know charges for example for like four pounds three pounds and you know in terms of their marketing is everywhere because it's all over social media but i've been victim to that where you put your faith into someone that you probably shouldn't uh, and you get their product and it's broken doesn't work properly as soon as you get it
0: well the old adage is you get you get one chance to make a first impression and so whether that be the physical product or the visual's They've got to be. They've got to be pretty on point. You get you get that chance, and I've seen companies come back from a, a poor start, but you don't really want that, do you? Absolutely, absolutely. But there, there equally are expectations. If you buy a product at a certain price point, you have a you have a mental expectation of what that's likely to be like. Absolutely. That
2: said, we still all want a good experience, at whatever price point or product we buy. We still like, want a good experience, and it also goes back to this longevity thing as well. You know. Um, you can make something branded look amazing and I think that can sometimes be very short term. If you focus on the product and you get it right, what you're doing is you're building something for the long term. And I'll give you an example. So mince pines, we know we're going to consume a lot of mince pies over the next however long. And there's certain um, um, chains that, that sell mince pies. I'm not going to name them, but there's quite a few. Waitrose and Mark Spencer. let's talk about those two <laughs> yeah. Other Mince Pie um, sellers do exist <laughs> All yeah. um, And in recent years, the, the, the branding and the marketing that's gone behind the packaging of the Mince Pie box is incredible. So, you know, traditionally you would have seen a lot of reds and purples, etc. packaging, but you know, these two particular companies started to use real black colours to really show this elegance and you know this kind of, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But guess what? If you open that box and you take the mince pie out and it doesn't taste very good, you ain't gonna buy the mince pie again, regardless of how good the branding and the packaging looks. So you know it really is a balance, and and as I say, you might win the race initially. That's right. You might win the race initially, but actually what the the longer opportunity in terms of building something, the product has to be
0: right so in that in, in that example, what's more powerful? Yes, you get short term sales because the box is nice, or your friend tells you you've got to try this mince pie because it's absolutely staggering because it is, and the box ain't as nice which wins it which which is the rabbit, which is the hare oh, sorry which is the tortoise, which is the hare <laughs> exactly so yeah that's 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 right that's a and that's a really great way of explaining it
1: i'll just leave you two to it then i mean (laughs) um let's talk about your business ryan because you're obviously you your own marketing business how did you come about starting it how much work did you have to put in for other people as an employee before you decided to go ahead and become you know your own employer sure
0: so i started off um i'm 45 now but um i started off in Wait, what? You're 45? I'm 45. You look like 30-something. <laughs> Spinach and Irish jeans, what can I say?
1: <coughs> Let me add that to my
0: Christmas list. A few avocados thrown in. <laughs> um, so I started off yeah, in London as a kid, and my mum was in the fashion industry. My, all my family were in the fashion industry uh, for, for many years um, in central London. My mum worked in Savile uh, in knitwear for... Um, uh, for 25 30 years of her life and then she worked in, uh, in, in always in the fashion industry my godmother, my dad everyone was in the fashion industry so I, I worked in retail from an early age I worked worked on Oxford street in sneaker stores I worked in did all those kind of things. eventually I moved to telecommunications and ended up via after retail sort of retail for a stint when the mobile first phones first came out and then I moved to corporate O2 in their business team. Um uh eventually I moved uh to a uh, one of the one of the, a, a kind of sliding door for me was I went to work for a pay-per-click agency, a big American NASDAQ listed company. They were very heavily aligned with Google who were trying to buy them at the time, and the learning curve was absolutely staggering. And and um I was advising clients how to maximize their spend on Google and um we'd often get flown out to Paris to Google's headquarters there and just the insight I got was staggering. But sales wasn't really uh, floating my boat. Uh, Obviously, it pays well. But more and more, uh, outside of the selling of these products to my clients, I'd get a lot of calls from them uh, as I explained to them about how to not just use the products that I was offering them but maybe the other things that would help convert customers um, I started to solve a lot of other problems for clients and it became a real passion of mine to, to learn about those. And um, uh, after my son was born, I, I was living in Norfolk, but working in London and staying there various nights and uh, I wanted to be closer to home. I came back and um, launched a Groupon competitor in Norwich, which was an American company. Uh, ultimately, it didn't work because it, it, the city isn't big enough to sustain it, but it still exists. Um, but... Um, all, Pretty much all of my clients that I helped around here with that, uh, all phoned me afterwards and asked me to help them. So, um, uh, and that 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 was a quite a variety of stuff. So I, I set up my own company and um, I've been helping lots of lots of businesses like that ever since. And uh, I think when you do your own thing, one of the things I love about doing my own thing is that you don't switch off at five o'clock. Now, some people, anyone that runs a business, will understand that, but. Um, the great thing about it is that you just have to solve problems, whatever, whatever that might be. You have to get the answer, and um, it's just such an incredible learning curve. and And marketing is evolving all the time, whether that be brand styles, whether that be social media techniques, whatever it might be. It's evolving, and um, you have to learn and keep up. and uh, It's just been it's been a great journey, and I, I, I'm I'm delighted that I fell into it when I did because I worked my tail off for the first three years particularly two, three in the morning quite regularly I'd be sitting there trying to solve a problem but you get the answers if you if you look hard enough and
1: uh, before you know it you kind of know what you're talking about That's superb, what a great story what a great story um, added to that uh, you are a. You mentioned you, you had your son your son is now how old?
0: he's eight years old
1: eight years old so uh, you're now residing in in Norfolk in Norwich, yeah. uh, in Norwich how is the single and I hope you don't mind me saying this but how is the single father life compared with that of being an entrepreneur at the same time
0: yeah I mean to be honest it's it's um, as a as a, uh, as a great book by by a business leader called Simon sinek who many people will know um, he's a bit of a bit of a business bit of a guru in in, in business and a lot of Big companies use use his knowledge, and he's. We re- wrote a book called "Start with Why," and he identifies why Apple, compared to say HP, for example, ultimately sell. You know, they both go on the internet. They both can yeah. type a document. Why Why does one? And um, uh, you know, the the reason I do everything is for my son. And so when I was staying up till two or three in the morning, and not thinking, ah, well, the, the customer can wait, um, is because that's my motivation. So everything I do is is uh, is because of him. And uh, before it would have been selfish reasons when I was a single man, or when it before, you know, it would have been oh, I want a new car, and or I want a new suit, or I want a new MacBook, or whatever and that isn't actually you know as much as you might think you desperately want that thing until you I mean anyone that's a parent and when you feel the love of your child and you that's a very very different motivation and it's it's uh it's a it's a it's a whole another level of motivation so uh whatever it takes uh to to get there I'll I'll, I'll do and um it, uh, it inspires me a great deal so I I I find I always find the time and uh, he always comes first, but I'll I'll always find the time to do my work around it. But um, I, I like the balance. I, I, I it's hard work, and and any parent knows that it's challenging at times. But Jesus, it's fulfilling. So I'm I'm, I'm more than happy with that.
1: Steve, obviously you're in a you're in a similar position too, um, with your beautiful daughter. Um, is what Ryan is saying is that true? Is it true for you too?
2: Yeah, 100%. You know, there's a lot of things that Ryan um, has said that really resonates with me. You know, uh, the balance is difficult because, yeah. you know, you you have a business, um, you want that business to grow, you want it to be successful, and that means the hard work. So the reality is how do you balance that with making sure that you spend the right amount of time um, um, with your children? And I've got two children, so um, I have... A nearly three-year-old and um, a nearly 17-year-old, um, so yeah, big gap in between, but it still remains the same and that, that the balance is you do what you do for them, you're doing what you're doing in order that they can have a future, that they can potentially have maybe things that you weren't able to have um, from my perspective um, but yeah, th- I don't think I've got that balance right, I think, do we ever get it right? I think it's really difficult to get it right because you know, you kind of um beat yourself up sometimes i think what i can say though is trying to make time for those important moments that you don't miss those yeah. um because those important moments you can't you can't get them back once they've gone whether that's you know um seeing the 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 eyes of your child when the christmas tree lights go on um leaving that carrot um for the uh do you call them donkeys no yeah, for, that's the one <laughs> leaving the carrot for the reindeer <laughs> Um, and the mince pie, obviously, for, for Father Christmas, you know, those things are, 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 are crucial. Those things are what parents are there for, you know, and I still believe in Father Christmas, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that that's really important. But no, you know, I don't think you, I think you're always striving to get the balance right, but it's difficult. But what I would say for, you know, anyone listening to the podcast, whether that's single mums or single fathers, you know, um, it's really about trying to be there for those those special moments, and that will always be um, the difficult thing for all parents. Is is how can you make sure that you're there all the time?
0: Yeah, I think I've seen I've seen um, in corporate in the corporate world, I saw people on big salaries um, flogging themselves to death, yeah. as lots of people do, but they were missing these. You know, they they were never taking, they they were never seeing their kids. They weren't going to parents' evenings. They weren't going to this. They weren't going to that. And it just, uh, it just, it it broke my heart. Because these these kids, they don't really care if dad's got an Audi or a Ford Escort. They don't care. They just want, um, they just want to have those moments. Now, there's going to be times where they'll be like, you know, off Dad. I don't care. I'm going down the pub with my mates. Mm. Fine. In which case, flog yourself to death. But there is a time and a window that you, uh, you, you, your kids need you, and they need, they deserve to see you. And so you have to find that balance. And if that means you you work till one or two in the morning, and you get five six five hours sleep instead of eight, mm. do it. And yeah. um, as long as you can find that balance as best you can, then you'll feel fulfilled. But um yeah, from a business and family perspective, it's just, you've just got to find it. And if you want it, you'll find it.
1: See, it's interesting because I remember when I was younger, my dad had a, a leather jacket shop in Camden. And he'd set up um, a house here with uh, my mother, my brother, and my sister here. Uh, and then every week he would work the whole entire week and then come back on a Saturday night to, to be with us. And I never knew why he was there. It was just like, you know, dad's in Camden dad's working there and he never took the time to explain Now, my father's uh an older Pakistani man first of all he doesn't talk to you anyway um secondly he doesn't you know get the relationship between a father and son he loves me to no end and I know that now you know in my 30s I understand the struggle I get it um but he never he never explained why he was doing it and the reason why he traveled so far and why I only saw him you know why I had to stay up as a as a young boy until you know like nine o'clock at night, which was the latest. That was like the latest time that I'd ever seen, but I was waiting off my dad. Cause I just wanted to sit on his knee and just tell him about my week as a space cowboy and all the cool stuff that I was doing. So he, because he never understood that, I always had like a, a weird relationship with my dad in that. I just feared him because he was huge. He was just this Goliath of a man. And I never had that kind of relationship with him. But now as an older man <clears throat> and uh, you know, I don't have any children, but I do have a niece and nephew who may as well be my children. And, i do take the time to always explain to them why uncle char isn't going to be around for a bit it's because i'm working or you know i want to get you this thing but just leave it with me for a little bit because i need to hustle a little bit to get you this thing so yeah having that conversation with your children and devoting the time that you both do um to your children just shows that you can absolutely achieve that balance but you've got to try a couple of things and you've got to have a few conversations to find it
2: Yeah, you know, we often use this word, sacrifices, and I think, you know, um, as a parent, and all parents will resonate with this, you know, you have to make sacrifices sometimes, and you have to decide what's more important. Um, And as I said, you know, you can't can't get those times back. You really can't. So you do have to be, you know, organised. You do have to make sure um, you make those times. You know, just listening to you, Sean, you know, at that time, you didn't really understand. No kid does, because all a kid wants is to have time with their parents they want to share times they don't understand that you've got to go out to work and if you don't go out to work then the money's not there all they want is your love and we sometimes forget that it's as simple as that um you know my little girl sometimes you know she just wants to dance with me and play and just have fun that's what she wants to do nothing else matters to her Mm. you know Um, she's seen your moves has she she has. And, <laughs> that's and, why she wants to do it. She and, yeah, must really she, love you. No she, <laughs> no, she really loves me. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you, you, and, you know, it's, it's easy. I know it's easy for us to all say, you know, making the time. But to a child, that's all they want is time. You know, think back to when you were a child. What is it that you really, really, really wanted? And it was just time. And it's the time is, I say this very often, is, it, is a killer because we can't stop it. We can't rewind it, and we can't fast forward it. it. It is what it is, and it's about trying to try and get that balance.
0: I think to an extent we're more mo- more emotionally intelligent than our than our than the previous generation as well. We, we, we we're more far more open about these things nowadays, aren't we? And we yeah. we, we discuss it. And I think parents are more typically, or on the grand scheme of things, more engaged with their children now. You look at sports clubs, and you know is parents are really into it now. You know, it's yeah. it's. I think before it was just a sort of unwritten rule. You just graft yourself to bits, do the best you can for your kids. There was no question that parents still wanted to do best for their children. But I think we're more probably more emotionally intelligent nowadays and we, we understand more what our children need, I would say.
1: Uh, it's interesting because I, I read an article today that Aviva have announced um, despite gender, uh, they're giving six months leave for when your child is born. Uh, which is a phenomenal step because i think paternity for a father was a matter of weeks perhaps true, depending right? on the company true, true. um whereas a mother obviously needed more you know you take your time lady you're doing the biggest job you do what you need to do um but yeah you're absolutely right obviously that's a step to show that we as a society are understanding the importance of parents and the importance to not raise your child right because obviously everybody raises their child in a particular way but they're they're they understand the quality of interaction and time that you're spending with your children. And understand that you have to be there to do that. Um, so just seeing you two work um, generally is is, is admirable because um, you know we all have our own struggles and um, you know being a, a father is a struggle in itself. So um, hats it's also off to the too.
0: greatest gift we ever, we, we ever get. You know, it's um, yeah, the 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 feeling you get when you achieve and you and you do it for more selfless reasons selfless reasons than you've ever previously done it's it's infinitely more rewarding than you know buying some shiny new product you know it's 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 a it's a whole nother level of 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 appreciation and it's um, yeah it's it's I think anyone anyone that's a parent and that achieves for their children not necessarily gifts but uh, as in gives them the lifestyle and the platform to succeed I think that's really all. That's that's what we're all striving for when we're in business. That's that's the
1: reason why. Perfect. Kids of the future, my people. Kids of the future. Um, As always, we are going to wrap up the show with three top tips. Um, So, Ryan, you first. Three top tips, either from the marketing world for someone to look to get into marketing, or just finding that balance as a father and a businessman. Uh, I
0: think it's when you're in business, particularly, I think it's very easy to get very, very um, lost uh, in your business and you can um, uh, very quickly find yourself in a bit of an emotional pickle. Um, I think um, uh, don't lose sight of um, how important it is to look after yourself. Um, I've seen many an entrepreneur crumble in a heap uh, because they're just frazzled. And I think um, if you can uh, invest in yourself, so be a good boss to yourself effectively and uh, look after yourself in terms of health and fitness, sleep, diet, um, you won't believe the difference it makes. I I, I, I neglected it for six months when I first started and I've always been a keen sportsman. I neglected it thinking that I had to be in front of my, my, my MacBook grafting, finding problems the whole time. The investment in yourself... And your well-being is critical. Um, I also think um, surrounding yourself with um, advisors. I tried to juggle too many plates myself thinking that I could solve problems all myself. Uh, You end up making a lot of bad decisions in that way. And um, I would think the people that you surround yourself need to be the best that they can be. Um, um, uh, Get yourself a team of experts really. Um, and whether you have to pay them or not, whether they have to take a small part of your business, whatever it might be, the people that you surround yourself really can help dictate your future. So um, those would probably be my first two. Um, in terms of, uh, uh, I think actually I think I'll just stick with those two. They're, 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 they'll I think they're pretty solid,
2: pretty good start.
1: Yeah, you got my vote. They were good. They were good. Uh, Steve, what about yourself? Three top tips.
2: I think, you know, we've always been talking about marketing and obviously we we talked about, you know, time in terms of how you um, make time to make the right decisions. So one of the... um, Wow. Wow. How many shows have we done now? That was Steve's phone. You carry on. That was my fault. I apologise. Would it be time management really? Is to think about how you manage your time. Um, and don't lose sight of the balance between work-life and balance so I would say time, time management is, is critical and sometimes if you manage and think about time in the right kind of way you'll be amazed in, in, amazed in terms of how much you can actually get done the second thing we, I'd, I'd like to say, which we touched on again, is yeah, marketing and branding is absolutely critical and crucial in terms of getting your product out there and talking about it. But do not lose sight of the importance of getting the product right. Um, it's not just what packaging looks like and what's on the outside. It's also what's on the inside is, is absolutely critical. Um, and the third thing I would say is those of you out there that haven't got been organized enough to get your Christmas list sorted you need to start thinking about it now um, it's very important there's a lot of people relying on you to get that list absolutely nailed down so yeah let's start thinking about our Christmas list right now
1: before we leave just one quick question Black Friday is coming and I just want to know is it a good thing or a bad thing I think it's a bad thing
0: oh dreadful
1: all right perfect uh, guys <laughs> Uh, Ryan thank you so much for A. offering up your house B. doing this interview and C. giving me this amazing coffee that you have uh, Steve as always thank you very much for being here too thank you guys that is it for this week thank you very much for listening as always you can check out the website www8 where you will find all of our social media links also make sure you check out the description where we'll be dropping Ryan's social links as well so you can connect with him uh, that's all for this week and we will catch you next week.